Hello, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Tomi Rotimi. You already know who I am. And if you don't know, I run a fashion label here in Lagos, Nigeria called Exclamations. I've been running this proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand for the past 18 years. So I think I know a thing or two. Today's podcast is titled Ready-to-Wear Pitfalls. Now, if you have been subscribed to my podcast for a while, um, I'm sure you have come across this um, episode before, but I've tweaked it a little bit, um, so you are not quite listening to the same thing. I tried to reword the title, but to be honest, this title is is um, what really spoke to me. So, ready-to-wear pitfalls is what we're talking about today. So, what is ready-to-wear pitfalls all about? Um, I talk a lot about ready-to-wear and how it is my preferred business model for fashion retail. Um, but I also talk about how it is not foolproof. You can still get it wrong. There are things you could do um, within ready-to-wear that could really sink your ship, as it were. And there are business habits that are not immune to ready-to-wear that you should avoid altogether. So I'm going to talk about a little bit of that. I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to touch on one, two, three, four, five points um, in this regard. And hopefully it will um, help you correct some of these bad business habits um, and help you get back in line. That's if you are um, in the ready-to-wear business. So number one, and I think this is the scariest of all of them. This is what a lot of people worry about when they think about ready-to-wear, overstocking. Overstocking. Um, Ready-to-wear is an inventory game. I talk about that a lot. If you don't have the inventory, you can't have a ready-to-wear label. Inventory allows you to take advantage of opportunities and it also allows you to convert customers, uh, prospects to customers, you know, immediately. That's really what ready-to-wear is offering you. Um, It's offering convenience to the customers, offering them a range, is offering them an opportunity to, you know, impulse buy if they so want to. Um, So you have to have stock. You know, there's there's really no way around it. You have to have stock. But then you have to have stock that sells. And you can't afford um, afford to have stock that just sits there on your shelves and doesn't move. Um, and there are many reasons why um, inventory won't move. One of the reasons could be that, you know, you overstocked. You just made too many. And you made more than you are able to sell through within a period of time and um, more than you have capacity to sell because every business really has a capacity to sell based on how many people your business is exposed to, how many customers you even have, how much you're willing to spend on marketing, advertising, promotions, um, and PR. Like there's so many things that determine what your capacity to sell is. Um, But some of us get carried away, you know, for whatever reason, and um, we overstock. That is a pitfall for ready-to-wear. You do not want to overstock. So my advice is, Air on the side of understocking and then you can replenish. So my suggestion is 
get your replenishment process locked like that is gold you know get your replenishment process you know nice and sharp you know that's what i try to do at exclamation so overstocking is a pitfall you know you don't want to do it you want to avoid it point number one point number two and um this is a bit of a misconception as well as a pitfall um cheap pricing cheap pricing like some of us get intimidated when we see inventory i know exactly how you feel like when you see the inventory you're like oh my god what am i going to do with this and your first instinct is you know what i'm going to just price this thing cheap so that i can flog it and i can sell it fast wrong move big mistake you don't want to do that the truth of the matter is the cheaper your inventory or rather the cheaper your pricing the more dependent you are on a lot of inventory like they go hand in hand cheap prices more inventory otherwise like i said in a previous um, episode you are really just you know a non-for-profit and we're all here to make the money isn't it we're all here to make bank if you don't have the inventory size to support cheap pricing don't do it don't do it you know we're not just about you know turnovers and just selling out at the end of the day these are money making profit making ventures we're trying to build so you want to make profit so don't get sucked into that lie that you know you have to sell um cheap to make money no no um, a lot of things will determine what your price points would be. Um, please take the course to read all about pricing or to, to learn all about pricing. There's an entire module on pricing that will really sort out your pricing um, issues. Um, but cheap pricing is not the way to go. Intelligent pricing is what I preach, right? Intelligent pricing can help you sell through you know, your inventory, even if it is priced higher than the competition. So please, um, that is a pitfall. You know, people fall into the trap of thinking inventory equals, um, selling through inventory equals selling cheap. And that is a lie, right? We want to price intelligently. Take the course, you know, to learn how. Anyway, number three, confusing messaging. Guys, oh my goodness. This is a branding gig here, like ready to wear is all about branding. Like most businesses are all about branding, but ready to wear more so because you are not depending on the customer for her input. You know what I mean? Like when you do the whole bespoke thing, the customer really comes to tell you what she wants and she measures you by your ability to interpret her brief, right? So it is very, very important that, um, your skills and your, um, you know, really your skills, isn't it? Your ability to interpret her brief. This is all she's looking for really in a designer. You know, among other things, you know, your relationship would count and all of that. But in terms of what she really needs, it's really your skill, right? But it's different with ready to wear, you know. With ready to wear, you are delivering a range and your range is telling her, who you are who you are is telling her 
is asking her whether or not she wants to identify with you so if you go to my page right if you look through um if you look through my range you would see that most of the pieces there are um there's a common thread is what i'm trying to say you know if you like one of them chances are quite high you would like most of them because there's a common thread you know i talk about how you know our pieces are colorful are a bit quirky are you know are comfortable you know i talk about the personality that we are trying to portray through our clothes the colors we use um the way we style them everything lends itself to a certain kind of woman and a certain way of thinking it is deliberate it didn't just happen and you know when you stay true to who you are and you know you're true to what you're trying to offer the market it will come through naturally so the ready to wear pitfall is you trying to appeal to everybody because you know you have the capacity to have a range and you're really trying to um you know draw people in so you fall into this trap of thinking you know what i need to just get everybody in on it i need to have something for everyone like when i consult sometimes with designers who are trying to create a collection like something that we do now um i hear this all the time when i say what's your vision for this collection they say you know what i want something for everybody and i'm like you know what you failed you failed even before you started because you are not ice cream (laughs) you know somebody said to me once that you can't please everybody you're not ice cream you know another um Another person used jello fries and said, you know what, you can't please everybody, you're not jello fries, or you can't please everybody, you're not alcohol. Like, the point is, you are not called to everybody. You really aren't. The first person you are called to is yourself, you know. I talk about that a lot, how I design first for me. And that's because I represent my ideal customer. Somebody who loves these pieces, somebody who wears these pieces, somebody who can afford these pieces. Somebody who has a personality for it and who is ready to be an ambassador. Like, that is my ideal customer. Somebody who wants to just tell the world about this beautiful brand she has discovered. So, you know what? I am my ideal customer. You are your ideal customer, right? So, design first for you. If you love it, you can sell the love. You can sell the passion. And that is what we sell more than anything else with our brands. Our love and our passion for our businesses really um oozes out of us right and by extension out of our designs so never design something you don't absolutely love um even though yes we want our pieces to be commercially viable they will be you know if we are trying to create a ready to wear line um but above that it needs to be something you are passionate about your messaging has to say that you can't be all over the place you know today um you have a teenager wearing your piece on your on your site or on your page um and your language is wrong it's not appealing tomorrow you have you know somebody in her 60s wearing the language is tilted towards that generation the next day you're you know you're saying you know it's for the working woman another day you're saying it's like you're all over the place with your messaging and even with your range so you need to get that locked. You need to get that sorted, right? Um, we can't be confusing. People come to you for your essence, not just for the clothes, right? And your essence has to be consistent. You know, I, I talk a lot about this because it is so very important that we are true 
in um, the message we're we're putting out there, because your message attracts your kind. It attracts the people you are trying to service. So, if your message is wrong, it will attract the wrong people. It's downhill from there. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. I think I've taken more time on that that than I plan to. Um, number four, you are targeting wrong. This is an extension of, of number three, but it is so important. Before you start your brand, please, I need you to identify who your ideal customer is. This is why in the online course, this is module number one, identifying who your ideal customer is. You will do this once, but as your business evolves, you'll find that you may need to do it over and over again. But if you don't do it and you are just designing a mess, you're just throwing designs out there. The designs are beautiful, but they are not identifiable. They are gorgeous, but, you know, they're not saying anything. You know, who are these designs for? The most important thing to do for your business is to identify who your ideal customer is. That is number one. That is number one. Please, if this is the only reason why you will take the course, it's enough, right? It's enough. I spent the entire module one talking about this and helping you determine this. So by the time you're done with module one, you will know who your ideal customer is. I promise you that. Um, What I did with module one is what I've done with my business. and just helped me stay consistent. So if you don't do the course, do module one. But then just take the entire course, <laughs> you know. But yeah, targeting wrong is a pitfall for ready to wear. And the reason why it's particularly a pitfall for ready to wear is also because, you know, you have the inventory. Like it's it's so easy to get carried away with the inventory. You know, once you have inventory, a lot of people panic and they're like, oh my goodness, what do I do with all this inventory? So you just start targeting anyhow throwing it anyhow you know so the wrong people keep coming like i had a a a client who said to me i don't know what to do with all these people these people keep coming but they're the wrong people you know they price me wrong um you know they don't like my styling but they keep coming why are these people coming these are not the people i want for my business and i said to her that she needed to take what you want she needed to you know, go through this exercise in identifying who her ideal customer was so that she could target her right, right? So, um, targeting your ideal customer starts with identifying who she is. And, um, yeah, that is where, and that is where we have to, you know, go with that. All right. Um, my last point in your ready to wear pitfalls is creating an unintelligent collection. I've been talking about intelligent collections lately because um, I realized that that is something that is super important. My last three collections have been extremely intelligent collections. And what is an intelligent collection? An intelligent collection is one that was created based on data analysis. You didn't just create something out of a whim out of oh i just love this design 
or I just think this is pretty. It's based on data. It's based on, you know, how do we um, interpret our customers' needs in this collection? It's based on customers' buying patterns, based on trend, you know, the current trend or, you know, coming trend, upcoming trends. It's based on your ability to replenish. It's based on your ability to source. It's based on data. You know, I created a collection in October last year, the one Indigo Hughes. If you follow my page, you know about Indigo Hughes. Indigo Hughes um, was unveiled in London before we unveiled in Lagos. Hugely successful. This collection was based on data. Like, we sat down with our data and based on that, we created this collection. And everything we predicted for it happened. Since then, we have been more deliberate in creating our collection. Now, I have been creating intelligent collections for a long time, right? People always ask me, how is it that I like everything within your collection. They always, like, we get that question a lot. How is it that I can't come here and just buy the one piece? How is it that I must have everything within your collection, you know, over the period of, of, of its of its life t- lifespan? Like, most of our customers who are active customers end up buying the entire collection at some point in time. That's because the intelligent collection does that for you, Right. So I don't want you just creating a collection just because you want to make pretty pieces. I want you to create collections that are intelligent. In the online course, I have an entire module dedicated to creating a winning collection, which is also an intelligent collection. Um, This is one of my favorite modules in the course because it is so practical and it is based on something I do every time I'm building a collection, every time. I'm building a collection. I do everything that I have put in that um, module. And so it's no wonder that we've gotten that lockdown. We know how to build collections at sale. We understand the life cycle of a design. We understand um, categorizing our designs. Like these are the things that we have done that has allowed us to sell through uh, on, on most of our collections. So um, please don't fall into the trap that because you are building a ready-to-wear line, um, you think you can just create a collection just like so. The collection has to be intelligent based on data analysis. Um, and if you want me to help you with that, it's a service we charge for, but I can help you um, in your um, collection development um, you know, process, but you can do it yourself. All you need to do is just take the course Take the course, take that module, and start creating winning collections yourself. Um, and that is it. That is it. Um, the online course, How to Start a Ready to Wear Label in Nigeria, is still open for registration, but registration closes in 48 hours. In two days, on the 29th of February, we're shutting it down. We're shutting it down. Um, I have so much to do. You know, we're working on another collection, working on our first pop-up in the UK that we'll be holding on the 16th and 17th of March. Uh, Sorry, 16th and 17th of May, but 
you know how we start preparing stuff quite early so we've been working on that and i'm going to pour myself um into that process right after we close registration so i'm really 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 um trying to wind this down and if you are interested in taking the online course registration is still open but it closes in two days you really don't need to keep thinking about whether or not you should be taking the course if you are considering ready to wear if you already run a ready to wear line if you're having challenges if you do the if you're in the bespoke space and you're thinking of transitioning whatever it is you need to take the course and if you want to take the course you have two days to do it now um and all you need to do is go to www.tomirotimi.com um view the outline and just register for the course and start taking it immediately um that's it that is it for today i thoroughly enjoyed recording this one because you know it really spoke to things that i know will help go ahead and register for the course go ahead and listen to this episode over and over again go ahead and share this podcast with your network spread the word people let other people know what you're benefiting from um and send me an email please let me know that this is helping let me know um, what else you want me to talk about and just let me know you're doing okay right or just say hi i live for hearing um from you um so send me an email send me a message i love to hear from you thank you so very much for listening i will speak to you again soon bye